Welcome to All Tea No Shade. My name is Xander Alexander, and I am just living my best life. Trying to keep it real, trying to keep it cute, and trying to keep it real cute. All Tea No Shade. Now let's spill some tea. All right, all right, all right. So, here we are. And we've got another dose of Xander 2020. Because guess what? I've got a vision, and it's 2020. So we're going 2020 in 2020. A perfect vision for uh, a less than perfect world. Together, that's our commitment. So here on Xander 2020, we basically are talking about things that we have in our site. And right now, it's 2020. So we're talking a little bit of politics. And this is more like politics unhinged. Because it's not your political rants. It's not necessarily Democratic or Republican, even though I will let you all know that I am a person of color who is a registered Republican. So, before you go getting your panties in a ruffle, just throwing that out there. But I lean heavily Democratic on just about every social issue. And yeah, I guess that's all you need to know for now. Because when I was a Democrat for almost all of my life, before becoming accidentally Republican I still was the same person and then one day I went to the DMV and I went to change the address on my license and it was electronic and then it asked if I wanted to update my voter registration so I said yes and then I accidentally may or may not have clicked Republican. What was more interesting is what happened afterwards when I got the paperwork and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm a Republican now. Okay. So I take a picture of it and I post it on Facebook and you would not believe the shitstorm I had to face. So then a part of me, being the creative controversial part of me, said all I did was accidentally change from Democrat to Republican on paper. Technically, I'm still the same person. I don't think that makes me any worse or any more of a human being just because I changed that. And all this backlash and outlash I mean, I get most of my friends are Democrats, or at least independents who lean Democratic, but the outlash that I got was ridiculous. I'm talking like unfriends on Facebook and the like, and I'm like, whoa, 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 calm down. Have several seats, and let's just get something straightened out right here. Now, 
there are quite a few things that I look at in terms of why I am affiliated with the Republican Party. And the funny thing is, is not that I like to talk about Trump, but branding 101 for him is what won him the presidency in 2016. Branding 101. Starting with Make America Great Again. It doesn't matter whether or not you think it's a catchy, whether you like it or not. It was a slogan for a brand. That brand being the Trump brand. Because for me, it wasn't a Republican or a Democrat or whatever that won 2016. It was a brand that won 2016. And that brand executed the most simple of branding tactics that won favor with a lot of different folks from different walks of life and some that had never even voted before. But we'll get into that in a second because some people are just dying to know what could I possibly relate to the Republican Party for. Well, let's start with a strong national defense. I mean, or we could just talk about it at the same time because look at Trump's Republic, being a Republican 101. He wasn't, even, he wasn't a Republican all of his life. He was basically a Democrat who ended up being a Republican and then winning the presidency. Or as Brand did anyway. So he just literally took a page from Wikipedia. Strong national defense. That's what he touts over and over and over again is a strong nation, national defense with a heavy hand on the military and military spending and immigration. So I too believe that first and foremost, we should have the strongest national defense in the world that is not only strong enough and capable enough to take care of us as in the United States of America, but a defense that is strong enough and capable enough to take care of any and everybody in the world who poses even a minute threat towards us or our allies. And what does that require? Military spending. Do we spend too much on our military? I don't know. What's the cost and the price of your safety? What's the cost and the price of our safety as a sovereign nation? What's the cost and price of the safety of the leader of the free world? I'm not so sure America would do very well 
playing second fiddle to anyone, least of which another country. So let's keep ourselves as the leader of the free world by having the strongest national defense that's ready to take on anyone, anywhere, at any time. I'm also for free market capitalism in most cases. Pro-business, deregulation, smaller government. I would say it needs to be more efficient and lean, but definitely a smaller government. And I do have social conservatism and traditional values outside of equal rights. And some of those are biblical in nature. See, this is called non-conforming politics. Non-conforming politics is where the future is. Because more and more, it is getting harder and harder to just lump everyone into one bucket or the other, red or blue red or blue but it's more and more popular for more of a swirl of purple where people are conservative on some issues and not conservative on other issues and how certain issues make it impossible for some people to understand one's choice of party for example a pro-life democrat or a pro-choice Republican. Now, if you're a female in the Republican Party, I would expect you are pro-choice, but I guess you don't have to be. Just would be a little odd if you weren't. Because I am pro-choice, because I definitely think there comes a point when one must decide between the mother and the baby with regards to a life-threatening moment and non-life-threatening moments. But either way, that decision, in my opinion, should never be in a man's hands. And that's how I feel about that. I'm also all for the Second Amendment, but with universal background checks and a mandatory wait period. I don't think that's too much to ask. With all the gun violence that's going on, especially since Trump took office, why not put in a safety net in place? And the mandatory wait period, two weeks. Because on average, most of these shootings, mass shootings, happen within a week of purchase for those that are purchasing a new gun. You'll also be maybe slightly shocked to know that I oppose affirmative action. And I think that it should be based on a multitude of factors 
like socioeconomic status. And I think the reparations of the African-American community within the education community can be handled a different way. I'm also a big opposition of illegal immigration. It took my grandmother nearly 10 years to get two of her family members here. So I'm all for being tough at the borders. However, humanity should come first. So being tough at the borders is tricky and it's difficult and there are no easy answers to it. And unless you've been down there yourself to see, well, it's gonna be kind of hard for even you to understand what it's truly like to be at those borders and to defend them and to properly maintain them. We are a country of immigrants built on the backs of immigrants. So we will never not be an immigrant nation, but we must do it properly and effectively and legally because illegal immigration is illegal immigration and that's just not gonna cut it, period. Now, what I find more interesting is what is going on in Mexico and some of these other South American countries, I'm not saying Mexico is a South American country, I'm just saying. What is going on down there besides from, besides the, drug lords and well yeah what is going on down there and why aren't we more interested in that than we are at what's going on at the border the united states is known for sticking its nose in everybody else's business even when some people believe they shouldn't be there so why not stick our nose in this business? Is it only the cartels that we're afraid of? Is it only the cartels that are running these asylum seekers away to our country? I'm not so sure, but I feel like it warrants a second look because all this attention we're bringing to it has done exactly what Trump wants is even though it wasn't an emergency before, well, it's an emergency now because now that everyone's what made, been made well aware that the border is open and that there are a lot of people seeking asylum there, they're just gonna keep coming. And there's no problem with that. Just so long as we get our shit together at the border and are able to process them properly. And just so long as they come through regular entry points and not trying to sneak through tunnels or under the fence or over the fence. I don't think that's too much to ask. 
Oh, back to the whole why I'm Republican um, thing as well. I am also what I like to call, in a non-conforming way, pro-life choice. So it's basically like pro-choice, but erring on the side of life. So if at all possible, go with life. I'm not saying it should ever be mandatory or be forced, especially in, in extenuating circumstances like incest and rape. But I'm saying go with life. Look at how many parents out there want to have a baby that can't. The LGBTQ community in general. A loving home can be found for that baby even if you can't provide one for him or her or it. So pro-life choice is my non-conforming way of saying my feelings on that matter. And I also agree with keeping the peace ties with Russia. I didn't say be like the fact that Trump and Putin are best friends, etc. That's maybe taking it a bit far, but Russia is probably the only country that could challenge us even somewhat formidably with regards to a war. That we know of or that we need to know of at the moment. Okay, okay, okay. So, remember that branding 101 I was talking about in the beginning of the episode? And how Trump basically just used branding 101 principles to get to the office? Well, for all the crap that the libtards have given to Donald Trump, a lot of them could take some lessons in branding and realize that the presidency is basically just going for the highest brand in the land. Your logo. Don't let it look hit. Like, get a nicely done logo. Doesn't have to look so conservative, but just a nicely done logo. Even I have a great logo. Xander 2020, psh, that logo is fierce. And if you haven't seen it, then you can, if you look at the icon for this podcast, um, you can see it right there, or you can visit my Facebook page, Xander 2020, or you can visit my Twitter feed, which is also Xander2020. Xander2020 USA. On Facebook and Twitter. Once again, that's Xander2020 USA on Facebook and Twitter. And on 
Instagram. Well, hello, Bailey. Hi, how are you? You're deciding to interrupt the podcast, or do you want to chime in? Great. Back to branding. Starting with the logo. Because for some politicians, they go with their first name, and for other politicians, they go with their last name. Like, for example, Mayor Pete. Definitely better for him to go with his first name. So that he's not the butt of every joke. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-bum. Sorry, this is a low-budget podcast. We don't have those sound effects. Or maybe I do, but I just can't put them in there because this is recorded live. Yes. Altino Shade is recorded live, and it is backed by the melodic, rhythmic sounds of the New York City soundscape. Not some fancy, smanchy studio. You're getting it live and raw, unedited, just boom, in your face. And it's conversational, and it's cute, and, you know, we try to keep it real, we try to keep it cute, we try to keep it real cute. And pretty soon we'll be getting some guest speakers on. Guest speakers are always tricky, because it's hard to get them conversational and not so scripted, but... That's okay. We'll be talking about some interesting things. Anywho's. But I digress. Back to branding and politics. The logo. That's just the first thing. Then, you need to have a catchy slogan. Or at least some form of a slogan. So, Xander 2020, together. That's our commitment. That would be my slogan for the 2020 race. Together, that's our commitment. Because that means together as in with the people and together as in with the Democrats. Because remember, I'm a Republican. But I just think that in general, a message of togetherness is the right message to be on. Because I think there are a lot of people out there that are feeling very, very much like they are alone. Either alone in the way they think, or they just are alone. Because, well, for many different reasons. Less and less people are getting married. More people are single now than they're, than they than ever before. So people are experiencing a lot of alone time, and I think togetherness is something that will bring us together and bring them together to know that they're a part of something. So having an an amazing slogan is great, and, you know, Make America Great Again might well be the greatest slogan of all presidential slogans because it's the only one you can actually remember off the top of your head whether you like him or dislike him, voted for him or didn't vote for him, or would, you know, throw him off a balcony if you could. I I can't think back to a presidential slogan that I remember more than Make America Great Again. I 
I mean, even Obama's off the top of my head. Change we can believe in, I believe it was. But still. Obama wasn't, Obama was a person who won the office. Not a brand. Trump is a brand that won the office. And normally it should be a combination of both. A brand and a slogan. The only other presidential candidate for the Democrats that I know that has a slogan is candidate from New York, Andrew Yang. He's actually got it figured out very well because it's Yang 2020. He's already got his hashtag Yang 2020 and his slogan is humanity first. Now, humanity may be a bit intellectual for some, but not for everyone. And that's just, that would be my one caution for him. Is not to over-intellectualize things. Andy. Hey, Andy. Yes, it's me, Xander. Speaking to you, buddy. Um, I've actually known Andrew for 14 years. So, Andy, first of all, rock the freak on that you're running for president. That's amazing. That's awesome. And I can't say I've had another friend that's ever done that before. But you would make an awesome first man. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, like just based on, first of all, having known him for 14 years, but second of all, just knowing the type of person he is, like, I couldn't expect a better person to run for office. He just needs to get more well-known because he is a non-traditional candidate. But he's an amazing candidate and he's smart as hell. He's got a great background. He's an entrepreneur among many things. His family's awesome. Love his wife. The kids are great. Like, all around great family. And for those of you who do not know who it is, his name is Andrew Yang. And you can visit him at www.yang2020.com. That's Yang with a Y, 2020.com. Y-A-N-G, 2020.com. That'd be cool. I wonder if I could get him on the Xander 2020 podcast. That'd be pretty awesome. I mean, he's like busy doing like real things and stuff, but you know, for all time's sakes, for grassroots sakes, get him in an element where he can talk about his platform at free will and we can also focus on some issues that are important to us like or important to me lgbtq and women's rights specifically and job creation because he knows a lot about 
the artificial intelligence industrial revolution that's coming that is going to literally wipe out America's job force as we know it today. And that's why he's such a great politician. Because he's preparing for the future. Not just stuck on the mess we're in today. Because it can get a lot worse, ladies and gentlemen. It can get a lot worse. So check out his platform if you haven't had a chance. That's Andrew Yang at yang2020.com. Same Twitter handle, Yang2020. They even have a thing called the Yang Gang. So that's kind of like what his his uh, more young young constituents are calling themselves the Yang Gang. Hashtag Yang Gang. Um, I'm sure someone's gonna have a conniption over it, but who cares? Good. Cause some waves. Stir some ruffles. It's what the Democratic Party needs to stop being so afraid of. The Donald Trump sure the hell isn't. So I don't know why you guys are. Look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's not making waves and the most second talked about politi politician as a freshman. The, mo the second most talked about politician in the world is Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. A freshman house rep representative from the Bronx who a year ago was waiting tables. And now look where she's at. Good for her. Good for her. Let it be an example to those of you or those of us who have ever given up on a dream or given up on anything really especially because someone else didn't believe in you you know how many people believed in Trump before he ran for office I don't think people even believed it was true or possible but it happened with enough money. If only I could raise enough money, I would run as a Republican against Trump. I mean, what would I have to lose? And really, to get recognized by the election committee, I would just have to get, I would have to spend $5,000 on my campaign $5,000 of money that I raised or I think that it can be that I donated or something to my campaign or like a bunch of other stuff but and then you have to worry about what you need to get on <clears throat> each state's each state's individual ballot but <clears throat> if I were the only Republican running against him I think I might do an okay job holding my own against him And, I, and I'm confident saying that. I was on the debate team in college. I mean, in high school. I could debate him the house down. Listen. If he could do it, then I can do it.
I'll put it that way. Because he was a nobody. Not really nobody, but nobody enough. All I gotta do is raise, raise, the right amount, raise the right amount of money, get the right people behind you, and, and keep it going. Look at my friend Andrew. That's what he did. I would have never thought, but then again, when I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, makes perfect sense. And seeing as how we're about running out of time here, I'm just going to go ahead and finish off with saying that Andrew Yang is my candidate. Pete Buttigieg is my second choice. They'd be awesome together, too. So, thank you guys for listening and gals and everybody else and we will talk to you next time on Xander 2020 brought to you by all tea no shade Xander 2020 I have got a vision and it is 2020 perfect vision for a less than perfect world hashtag See clear. Together. That's our commitment. Boom. Mic drop. Once again, I'm Xander Alexander, and this is All Tea No Shade, where I try to keep it real, I try to keep it cute, and I try to keep it real cute. And that's the tea.